Hey friends, I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Samanda, medical intuitive healer and life coach. And you're listening to Stepping Into Soul Power, the podcast for people who understand that we are more than just our physical bodies. Here we explore topics like medical intuition, healing, help you identify your blocks and give you strategies to empower the soul in you. Friends, <laughs> friends, our guest today is going to blow your minds. <laughs> um, you know, as, as we navigate life, you know, we often neglect parts of ourselves for various reasons, you know, societal expectations, trauma, you know, that, that, that this, this part of ourselves, you know, this, this inner child is incredibly important and we lose a, a key part of our our human experience when we don't have access to it. And our guest today, Des Caminos, is an embodiment life coach, an intuitive somatic healer, well-versed, well-versed in empowering others to, con- to reconnect with their inner child, move past self-doubt, and step into their own power. Let's welcome Des Caminos to the show. Oh my goodness. I, w- I want you to introduce me everywhere I go. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Elizabeth, for having me today. It really is such a treat to be here. You know, I really love everything that you do and hello to the community as well. You know, I love knowing that there are people out there who are really uniting to under the consciousness of raising their own vibration and reminding ourselves that we're more than just our physical bodies. Yes. Yes. And so I, I, you know, I know your story, but our audience does it. And, and so can you tell uh, the, the listeners about your journey to pursuing a career in empowerment? Yes. Oh man, it was a journey to say the least. You know, um, I actually started in this field. I have a degree in psychology and sociology, and that's really where I first found my heart for wanting to really understand more of the human experience. Mm-hmm. And I felt like psychology was giving me the brain, but I wanted to know the social cues. So I decided to continue with my education in sociology. Um, but have you ever just felt like, you know, there's this thing in the middle, like maybe it's trauma, maybe it's anxiety and you've got to walk through it, but everybody just kind of walks around it. Like maybe I'll read some personal development books or I'll do these things on the outskirts. And that was really my experience with psychology. So actually it was one day, um, I was, I had always kind of really had a pattern of toxic relationships of unhealthy relationship patterns, not just with other people, but really with myself. And one day I was living in New Hampshire And I got into a big argument with my partner at the time and he left and I was like, oh my goodness, I have to go too." like, you know, that kind of impulse response that is that physical reaction of the body really taking over, you know, that fight or flight or freeze. And so I was going after, you know, I got in my car and I was like, okay, we'll figure this out. We'll go to your dad's house. We'll talk this out together, even though you're leaving. And he made the red light and I didn't. And once I got to that red light and I stopped, I had this moment of realization where it didn't feel like I was just chasing my partner. I had this flashback memory clear as day to when I was five or six years old and my dad had left and he had left because 
you know, my sister and I weren't being good kids and he wasn't happy with how we were. And so it was our fault. Mm. And so he left and I ran down the street barefoot and all chasing after my dad. And in that moment at that stoplight in my 20 something year old body, I realized I wasn't just chasing that partner. I was chasing my dad. And I realized all of the kind of patterns that I had had in my life were really just an expression of these kind of childhood traumas I had had. And when I'm talking about trauma, I'm not big tier, little T doesn't matter. You know, just really mm-hmm. looking at trauma through the lens of our needs not being met or understood. Can you help like our listeners who don't know what that is, like, like big T, little T, like what's the, yeah. what's the difference? What are you getting at? So what I'm trying to say is when we think of trauma, there's so much judgment and stigma around it. You know, nobody wants to say I've had this traumatic experience or on the flip side, we might wear trauma as a badge of honor. Mm. But when it comes to trauma, like what exactly is it? So what I invite all of the listeners to do is to maybe release any expectations of trauma or any societal narratives that they've heard and really look at trauma through the lens of having our needs not met or not mm. understood. So whether it is a big T, like a big trauma, you know, that was maybe abuse, or it was mm. a little T that was maybe saying that you were scared at school or scared of something and your teacher telling you to be quiet and sit down. Mm. So really looking at trauma just through the lens of our needs not being met. And so when I was at that traffic light, if I mm. wasn't feeling emotional before that light turned red, let me tell you when it turned green, I was feeling all sorts of stuff. And I realized I had two decisions to make, you know, either I could go forward with this green light and chasing my partner, replaying this pattern, or I could go back around and kind of choose myself. And for the first time in a really long time, I chose myself. And that was really the beginning part of me pushing past just these kind of behavioral therapy exercises that I had been trained in and really diving more into the body, into how our nervous system kind of has integrated these experiences in our life of trauma yes. and really kind of shadow work, inner child work and limiting belief stuff. And that was really that point of empowerment for me. It was that commitment to myself of holding that awareness of this recurring pattern in my life. Oh, that's so powerful. That's so powerful. And, and you, you had mentioned like two things that I want to Mm-hmm. Um, kind of bring up you talked about shadow work for some some people who are not within the field of yeah. psych, like personal development or, or psychology like what what is that what's that look like you know first off thank you so much for bringing me back because I think shadow work is something that so many of us are not aware of because it's mm-hmm. not something that is in our mainstream society and if mm-hmm. you see it you might be getting a lot of different signals you know I think, you know, when I'm talking about the shadow, I'm talking about those parts of ourselves that might seem really scary, you know, Uh, those parts of ourselves like shame or guilt, you know, those elements of the human experience that we don't exactly look at with light and love, but we look at them with like that fear, you know, again, imagining that shadow, you know, lurking around a corner in a dark alley, Mm. those parts of ourselves that we kind of identify in that way. And I love to use kind of shame um, and guilt as those two experiences, because when we experience shame or guilt, we all kind of respond maybe from a place of fear or anger. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. 
Oh, that's, that's great. And then, so shadow work, like is, is really integral work as, as well. And, um, and then you had mentioned like inner child and can you kind of break that down for, for our listeners to like, who are yes. like, just like, I don't know what you all y'all are talking about. <laughs> yes. Sorry. I am coming in hot ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so when I'm talking about the inner child, you know, we, the reality is we all have an inner child aspect, whether you are a millionaire or you are, you know, someone who is struggling on the streets, we all have an inner child. And what I'm talking about is not just that childlike wonder and essence that we think of when we think of children, mm -hmm. I'm talking about all of those things that happened in our developmental years when we were children that impacted us. Our inner child is responsible for our expression and our impression of the world. Mm. And I think that's something that is such a beautiful thing to consider when we're thinking about what is the inner child? Because I think a lot of times for those of us who have had traumatic childhoods, it can be really mm. difficult to connect to that part of ourselves. Mm. So when I'm talking about the inner child, I'm talking about you at five, you at eight, you at 10, you at 13. Because our inner child, even though we might not remember all of those times that we were dismissed or judged or made fun of, our inner child does. Our inner child is like the body in the sense that it is a beautiful detailed map of the subconscious holding every experience we've ever had. Wow. Great, great definition. And, um, and, and, and so I, I know you do a lot of, I mean, you, you had mentioned, um, you do a lot of, of embodiment, embodiment, you're an embodiment life coach. Can you, um, tell us, tell us about that transition, how you decided on that particular approach and, um, and how it's different from other types, you know, the general, when you think general types of, of life coaching. Yeah. So have you ever had an experience where you're like your adult self says, I will never do that again. I promise I won't do it again. And then the moment comes up and you're like, ah, oh, dang it does. I did it again. I felt like that was something that was not only replaying in my own life, but a lot of my clients as well. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to figure out what is that piece that's missing, you know, and I knew that it was connected to these belief patterns that we might hold in our body that are limiting us in some way, um, such as, you know, I don't deserve success or I'm a, I have to work for love. But I really noticed there was this lack of connection between having an awareness of something and then really being able to take action and integrate it into our bodies. So I really started just like exploring more of this body element why is it that my brain is saying no, but in that moment of being triggered or reactive or mm -hmm. feeling something, we respond with this impulse. And so why I decided to really explore embodiment was because it really focuses on not just the mind, but the body. Mm -hmm. How can we really live a life that is not just 
talking the talk or walking the walk, but really being surrendered and balanced in our mind and body connection. And I think that's something that's so important in our process of life. Mm-hmm. And, and so can you, um, like, what are some, some exercises, I guess, that, that uh, listeners could, like, how is that, like, what, what would an embodiment practice look like? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, you know, I can take you actually through a little quick kind of visualization if you're open for it. You know, we'll make, keep it positive and light and fun. Yes. Um, so what I invite everybody to do is, you know, if you're driving, you know, please come back to this. Um, <laughs> but what I invite everybody to do is maybe just kind of close your eyes or take a soft focus on the ground. And just take three deep cleansing breaths. And now I just invite you to do a little check-in of the body. Where does your energy lie? Without trying to change it or judge it, you know, there's no judgment in healing. And just take stock. Maybe there's some areas of congestion, of tightness. Just taking this beautiful moment to connect to yourself. And now I invite you to think about a time in your life where you have felt pure joy, like that feeling of beyond happiness, it's excitement, it's joyous. Maybe you think to a birthday party or having your first child or that delicious cake that you had. And once that memory comes to mind, I want you to think on it for just a little more longer. See if you can imagine in detail what was going on. What were your surroundings? Was anyone else there? What did it smell like? And as you connect to this, does a part of your body turn on or activate? Maybe you notice your hands are tingling. Maybe you feel this memory in your heart. Maybe you feel it in your shoulders. Wherever it is, it's gonna be unique to you. And once you've kind of connected to that part of the body that is turned on, that is activated, I just invite you to use your breath and breathe in kind of life into it, feeling that energy of joy, of excitement expanding in your body. With every inhale, it gets a little bigger. With every exhale, it just grounds in a little more. And just doing this for maybe two more breaths. And then once you felt it's gotten a little bigger, just give thanks to this memory. 
give thanks to this body and give thanks to the energy of this memory in your body and give thanks to yourself for doing this exercise. And then whenever you're ready, you can just take three deep cleansing breaths. And then you can open your eyes whenever you're ready. Oh, wow. Yeah. And one thing I do want to say, um, if you did that experience and you couldn't feel that feeling in your body, I want you to know it's okay. A lot of times, because we don't live in a world of safe emotional expression, it can be hard for us to connect to our emotions or our feelings. Mm -hmm. So if that was you and you didn't connect, it's okay. Trust that it was happening. And that's just one kind of little thing that I want to give to people who might not have had that experience of deep connection because it is hard in the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, um, and I guess one question that I have is like, who, who's a good candidate, like who, who's a good candidate for intuitive somatic healing? Like who, who is like, when you're like, oh yeah, you definitely should go for that. You know, I think the ideal candidate is someone who is just really ready for more. You know, there's Mm -hmm. someone who has, maybe they've tried, they've read all the personal development books. They've maybe worked with a counselor or a coach and they've done these kind of checklists, Mm -hmm. you know, that person who feels like there's more to themselves and more to the world. And they don't know how to take that next step. You know, someone who's maybe struggling with identity, self-worth, and just wanting that real deep level of support so that way we can drop out of the mind and really into the body and rewire the body Mm -hmm. and mind. Yes. Yes. And, and as you have, um, developed your, your healing coaching practice, like what, what tools have you found to be like particularly helpful, um, for people? This kind of visualization, this Mm -hmm. is something that I do with my clients. Um, and again, sometimes it's not on the first try, um, because we have to make sure that they're feeling safe and comfortable. For those mm-hmm. who have experienced trauma, the idea of sitting still and closing their eyes is going to put the body in a different state. Mm-hmm. But once they're able to really feel comfortable and navigate the emotions in their body, it has been one of the most powerful things I've seen. Because we did this exercise with excitement and joy. Mm-hmm. But when I work with my clients, we do it with anxiety. We do it with worry. Mm-hmm. We do it with fear, anger. And the reason being, That way, when those emotions come up, there's a slight detachment. You know, I wonder how different would your life look if when you felt anxious, you could talk to your anxiety, you could feel it in your body and have a separate conversation with it. Mm. And so that tends to be the most powerful kind of exercise that I've noticed for my clients. Yeah. Yeah. We have, um, I'm just thinking of the medical model. It's like, (laughs) <laughs> where, you know, someone has anxiety, you just try and get, you don't confront it. Like you try and get rid of it. And it's like, 
you know, we've, we've got to change um, the approach. Yes. Because if we, if anger shows up and we're like, okay, anger, I don't want you to be here. Like go away, like stop talking. How do you think anger is going to feel? I mean, how do you feel when someone is like, Hey, Des, like, that's enough. Like, I'm going to dismiss you. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going to try and get rid of you. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't feel good. And it doesn't feel good for our emotions because every emotion is so important. Each uh, one has a unique message. When anger shows up in the body, it's normally for two reasons. Mm -hmm. One, we're not feeling seen or heard. Or two, a boundary is being violated. Whether we know what that boundary is or not doesn't matter because our body knows. Mm. And what about fear? <laughs> what about fear? Because I know there are a lot of, um, uh, I've gotten questions about anxiety, a lot of questions about anxiety. Like what, what about fear when fear shows up or anxiety shows up? What, what is, what does that mean? You know, it's, it's a catch like fear and anxiety, you know, anxiety is the body not knowing how to cope with something. So the anxiety is like, do I do this or do I do that? And you know, it probably starts in our life with these big decisions. And eventually over time, the more that pathway in the brain gets used mm -hmm. now that back and forth anxiety, isn't just, do I take this job or this job now it's, do I order the, the sandwich or the soup, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's, that's one thing I want to say about anxiety. Anxiety is just the body not knowing how to cope and not knowing how to choose something. And fear shows up for such a myriad of things. Fear is one of the harder emotions to really kind of point down because it's connected to so many other things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's connected to fear of rejection, of abandonment. And because our brain is meant to keep us safe, how we perceive safety is going to drastically impact our fear levels and fear responses. Mm. Yes. Um, really powerful, really powerful. And, um, and then I, I, I guess I want to, I want you to touch on one, well, a couple of other things. Yeah. Um, so, so in intuitive somatic healing, intuitive somatic healing. Yeah. Say that like, three times fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us about like how, what's your definition of it? Like, cause I, I think like, you know, I, I, you know, I have a, an idea in my mind, but like, what is your, like, how are you, how are you defining it? Yeah. So, you know, when I think of somatics, I think of the body. Mm -hmm. And in case you don't know, I love the body. Mm -hmm. um, and so somatic work is really when we're working with our body in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so when I talk about somatic healing, for me, it's really talking about the emotional energies. So again, just like we connected to excitement and joy mm -hmm. and how that is in our body, how that is in our nervous system. So as an intuitive somatic healer, what I do is I bring in those elements of working with the emotional energies in the body mm -hmm. to really live a life of embodiment, a life of fulfillness. Is that a word? <laughs> a to live a life fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that's really important because when we are living our life, it's so hard to get to the root cause of it. And when I'm talking mm -hmm. about the root cause, I'm not talking about it 
that traumatic thing that happened again, trauma being when a need wasn't met or like mm. witnessed or supported. But I'm talking about where is that root cause in our nervous system? Where is it in our body? Mm. When our shoulders get tight, what if we took that as a sign and we could know what that meant? So for me, being an intuitive somatic healer is really working with people on the emotional energies stored in their body mm-hmm. so they can not necessarily release them, but really kind of alchemize or transmute or just transform them mm-hmm. into something of a higher vibration. So that I way when it. fear shows up in the body, we can transform it into trust. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And... um. And so, so tell us a little bit about, um, your practice, like what you offer and, um, and, and what, what listeners could expect from, from working with, with you. Yeah. So I have kind of two signature programs that are always out there. Um, Mm -hmm. but the one that I think is really the most powerful is my six month program called the inner trust Academy. Mm-hmm. Now, the Inner Trust Academy is a six-month program where we really do a deep dive into all of the areas of your life where you are feeling stuck, limited in in some way. And we really, step-by-step, step, kind of give you a unique strategy in place to, again, start transforming those feelings of unworthiness, of fear of failure, or fear of abandonment into one where you can really trust yourself, not just in making decisions at work, but really trusting yourself in navigating relationships, trusting yourself when someone gaslights you or emotionally triggers you. In that program, there's a big part of it, of course, that's going to be focused on the inner child. Mm -hmm. But the very first thing that we do is a sacred assessment. Mm -hmm. And in that sacred assessment, we really get to the, to the root cause and the root perceived limitations that you feel. And then from there, it's just kind of a customized plan on really being able to rise above those limiting beliefs. So those beliefs that are limiting you in some way, mm-hmm. and really looking back at those past experiences in our body and in our mind and how we can overcome them. And I pair them all with behavioral therapy things as well. So that way you're not just doing the body practice of energy, you know, moving Mm -hmm. that, but you're actually also doing dialectical or cognitive behavioral therapy exercises. So you're also Mm -hmm. integrating the mind so that Mm -hmm. way we can rewire the mind and body. So that at the end of the six months, you are feeling like you are really truly living the life that you love, the life that you deserve. Mm. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And, and then what's your other, the other offering? Yeah. So the other one that I'm offering is a three month, um, inner child healing program. And that is just really focused on the inner child. And so that is something where we are really going to be with a safe and loving light looking kind of at those moments of trauma. Again, looking at trauma through the lens of having your needs not met or supported. Mm -hmm. And so that is really going to be more of a kind of intensive focus on the inner child to really help you overcome any like self-sabotaging behaviors and really have more power in those moments of emotional trigger. So that might be for someone who is really wanting to focus specifically on overcoming trauma, Mm -hmm. where the inner trust Academy is going to be someone who is really 
interested in more of the full experience that is stepping out of a lack of self-worth and into a place where they can trust themselves in relationships, in decision-making. Wow. Oh, beautiful. And, um, and then for our, um, for our listeners, um, are there, are there any resources that you would recommend if they're interested in kind of, um, maybe doing a little bit of reading or, or, or like starting to kind of investigate, um, embodiment inner child, like anything that you love that you'd like to recommend? Yes. So there is one book that I am always like singing at the top of the mountain and it's called Anatomy <laughs> of the Soul. Anatomy of the Soul. And that book is extremely powerful in, in talking about how the experiences that we have impact our life, impact the way that we view the world. It Hold also, on, is that Carolyn Miss? Yeah, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was trying to think like, Who's that by? <laughs> Carolyn Miss. Okay. I have that book on my shelf. Yeah. Yes. 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 And so I, I really love that because she really talks about how our experiences impact our bodies, you know, and again, our emotional energies. And it also talks about the collective. Mm -hmm. So how is the collective experience that we are in the society? How is that impacting our emotions, our, you know, our energy? And so that's a great book that I recommend for everybody. And I will just recommend that one because I know that there might be some people out there like myself that's like, oh, I've got to write all this stuff down. Mm -hmm. So th that is a great beginner's intermediate advanced book that I recommend. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, and, and for our listeners who are interested in connecting with you, where can they find you? Ooh, I am everywhere. I guess I'm not, but Ugh. I'm on Instagram, uh, at under Des Caminos. Um, and so that's D E S and my last name is C A M I N O S. Mm -hmm. So you can find me there. You can also find me on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, I've just started doing TikTok, which is fun and technologically awkward, but I'm having a great time and sharing some mm -hmm. fun resources there. Mm -hmm. um, and you can also find me at my website, which is going to be www.theinterconnectedself.com. Mm -hmm. And that is the name of my company where we really kind of transform those lower vibrating emotions and get to the root cause of things. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah. No, you are just, you're just dropping these knowledge bombs on us. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, I should have said like, put your seatbelt on. Cause I know that sometimes I can like, I can go really wild in the car. So no, it, it, but it's good, right? It, it's, it's good because, um, there's just so much value in what you've had to say. Um, and, and I'd like to thank you from the bottom of my, of my heart for being on the show and, um, and just wish you just continued success. Like as you're doing the good work. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for doing the good work as well. You know, I think that being able to really come to a like one space where you can hear so many different resources and perspectives on how can we really raise our vibration and step into our soul. 
You know, yes. how can we really just be reminded that we're more than just our physical bodies? You know, we are one, we are connected. So thank you, Dr. Elizabeth, for really offering this platform for not just myself, but for the community and by default, the world. Oh, no worries. Thank you. are welcome. <laughs> what a fantastic guest. And with that, it is time. It's time for our next segment, friends. Time for our soul power statement of the week. And it is, what if I embraced all aspects of my inner child, its impressions and expressions of the world around me? And it, it just makes me think of, um, of, of something that Kim Ha Campbell said. Um, and it was something like, you know, by, by staying open-minded, and listening to the needs and desires of your inner child, you open yourself up to the possibilities of anything. Yes, yes, embrace that inner child. Embrace every part of you every day and in every way. And yes, friends, we are we are at the end of our time. We love hearing from you. So please comment below, subscribe to the podcast, write a review, let us know how we're doing. If you're interested in, in medical intuitive readings, healings, or coaching, send us a message at soulinyou.com. And finally, if no one has told you this today, I will. Thank you for being authentically you. The soul in me honors the soul in you. Disclaimer, this podcast is for spiritual and or entertainment purposes and is not a substitute for medical diagnosis, healthcare treatment, or professional advice. Each person is so unique, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.